Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is coming out on August 19th, and it's now available to pre-order globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we create a better world. 
if you pre-order the book before August 2nd, you'll also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about learning to find happiness within ourselves. Lightworker, we all have a story of how we got started on our spiritual path. My story started quite dramatically. Following a two-year self-inflicted bootcamp of trying to change my sexuality when I was 13 years old, I'd reached such a low psychological state that I was ready to take my life. I went all the way to writing a letter to my parents and taking a bunch of pills in my hand before I thankfully had an epiphany that saved me. Now, looking back on that moment, I now know that the epiphany I'd had was truly a choice that I had decided to make. It was a choice that had been available to me at all times, but I hadn't allowed myself to see. And that choice was simple. Stop caring what others think about you and learn to find all the happiness you seek within you. And that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. Since then, I've been choosing happiness every single day. Lightworker, I believe that happiness is not found outside of ourselves or within ourselves. I believe that happiness is who we really are. It is a subtle distinction, but it makes all the difference. In this week's episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, happiness expert Rob Mack shares practical processes and wisdom to choosing happiness every single day. This was an emotional interview for me as Rob and I had similar experiences with depression and suicide, but it was so worth it because it is packed with so much guidance. Specifically, in this episode, Rob shares what is happiness, whether happiness is different from pleasure and how we can tell the difference, whether happiness is something we're born with or something we need to achieve as we go along life, He shares some practical ways we can use to be happier and choose happiness every single day. And we talk about happiness in relationships and how we can avoid becoming codependent on our partner. Lightworker, after you're done with the episode, be sure to come within my private Facebook group, Your Spiritual Toolkit, and let me know what your favorite happiness practice was. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Robert Mack. Robert Mack is an Ivy League-educated celebrity happiness coach, positive psychology expert, published author of Happiness from the Inside Out, and TV host personality for the Oprah Winfrey Network and E! Robert's work has been endorsed by Oprah and many others. Robert, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Thanks so much for having me on, George. I so appreciate it. I am so excited to have you here to talk about happiness, something we're all striving for, yet some of us have some trouble getting there. But before we dive into the meaty stuff, I want to hear about your own hero's journey. How did you start about studying and then teaching about happiness? The hard way, George. (laughs) I mostly started because I was so deeply unhappy even as a child. I remember being unhappy as long as I remember being alive, quite frankly probably six or seven, I remember feeling just deep sort of depression and sadness and uh, certainly dysphoria. And as I got older, 
I sort of expected it to get better, especially if I, as I accomplished things and I did well in school and I did well in sports and I made some friends here and there, you know, I was a pretty shy, insecure kid, but interestingly enough, it just got worse. The depression deepened and eventually I came to a place of researching ways to kill myself. And I remember realizing that I didn't have access to a lot of means and methods, but I could slash my wrist. So I decided to do that. So I remember going into the kitchen and I uh, just got a knife, first knife I could find. And of course, as much as I wanted to kill myself, I didn't want to be in pain, right? I think that's the point of killing yourself is to get out of the pain. So I stuck in my wrist and it was really to see how painful it would be before I really followed all the way through. And something very strange and unexpected happened as I did that, which is that I just felt peace and a sense of well-being and that all was well, you know, it was a real inexplicable, indescribable experience of bliss uh, that kind of washed over me. So at that moment, I decided I would postpone suicide for at least, you know, an hour at that time. It was no more than that. I mean, honestly, I wasn't even committed to an entire hour. And I did some research and I said, well, look, I've had this experience, even though nothing on the outside has changed. Part of the challenge, of course, was that nothing on the outside was the problem. Even then, I was clear about that. It was like, you know, I had a pretty good life, but despite nothing on the outside changing in this moment of, I call it divine intervention, everything seemed to be different on the inside. And as a result of that, postponing it for an hour, it bled into a couple hours and then into several days and several years and now decades later. And the entire time I was doing research, um, because I was clear that if I wanted to live, if I was going to live, I wanted to live as happily as humanly possible or not live at all. You know, so I started tracking all of it and everything I tracked was really a journal for me, but eventually became a book that I shared with other people that was happiness from the inside out. I opened a private practice, um, you know, between that period of time, I went back to business school and I also went to a program at Penn University of Pennsylvania called a master's in applied positive psychology, which is the science of happiness, essentially. Oh my goodness, Rob, I got a bit emotional listening to your story because in many ways it is very similar to my story. I had a similar path of growing up gay in a very close Christian society that was not accepted. And I also tried to take my own life when I was 15 years old, when I tried to like make me straight and I couldn't. And the way I chose to live was like with pills. And I had the exact same experience as you just being ready to do it, even writing a letter from my parents and taking the first two pills, when I had that moment of stillness that like you had as well, and that's when sh things shifted for me. And I realized, what am I doing? I do have a choice. So I'm very, uh, first of all, touched like hearing your story, uh, thankful that you're here. And I'm also very intrigued by that moment of silence, that moment of utter uh, surrender and release that we both experienced that ultimately saved us. I know what it meant for me, but how do you explain that? What, wow. what happened in that moment? George, I, um, I get shivers as you share your story, my friend, because I can feel um, the truth of that. And I can feel also the power in that. Like, I think it's a story. I know it's a story that everyone needs to hear. And I'm glad that folks are hearing it. Um, yeah, it took me a while to understand that it was the silence and the stillness and the spaciousness of that moment that was life altering or perspective shifting. I didn't know it at the time. And as I began to throw myself into books and videos and audio, I didn't find it right away. And maybe if it was mentioned by other folks, I couldn't receive it 
quite yet. So at the beginning, I just thought, oh, it was just um, that I need to make changes in how I live my life. So I think at the beginning of my journey, it was all about happiness being what you do, right? It's just that I'm doing the wrong things. I'm not doing happy things. And then later it becomes a realization that, no, it's not just what you do. It's what you think. Happiness is what you think. And then you eventually grow beyond that even. And you realize that happiness is what exists when you don't think. <laughs> happiness uh. is what you are, not what you do or what you think. And that has taken me decades <laughs> to come around <laughs> with, you know, um, understanding. And I think for folks who haven't been through it, they think, well, that sounds just so simple and it almost sounds too simple. And how can it be the case that underneath all the activity and all the thinking, there's this non-thinking, thoughtless, wordless, faceless, formless awareness or consciousness that is happiness itself. And it just is. Um, happiness just is. Um, but there's the static on the screen that is our thinking mind yes. that obscures or veils that sun, that infinite eternal sunlight that's always shining through, but you don't quite feel it as palpably until you're quiet inside. Oh my God, 100%. And that's exactly how I felt about that moment as well. It was like I was resisting it, resisting it for so long. And then finally, when I made the decision to take my own life, I stopped resisting and I surrendered. And in that stillness, I saw an answer that was always already available for me, but I couldn't see. George, that is so beautifully said and expressed, my friend. You are such a precious, prized, rare gem because the number of people that I can talk to about this and who actually get it yes. in that sort of mystical way, it's very, there's, it's very few, you know, few folks. So I'm sure it's the folks that you're listening to your podcast and that listen you know, to you, but it's amazing to be able to connect to someone who also has come to that experience realization. Because we lived it and we experienced it and we spent like an entire lifetime thinking and analyzing it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so funny is why you see those laughing, you know, statues or, you know, little um, Buddha figures. Yes. Laughing. It's like this thing that you've been searching and seeking everywhere and, with ev and within everyone for has always been right under your nose exactly. there all along. And it sounds like such a cliche but cliches become cliches for a reason. And it's just profound that we would spend so much time, energy, and effort looking for what we essentially are. <laughs> exactly. So we basically define happiness, but let's just put it in a more concrete definition. In your experience, what is happiness? It's your own naked awareness of being. It's just your own recognition and experience of being alive. We'll call it peaceful aliveness. It's that experience or feeling of peaceful aliveness inside that doesn't ebb and flow, that doesn't rise and fall, that doesn't ever go anywhere or do anything. And yet everything is done through it and everything is fulfilled through it. So it's just your own awareness of being, your beingness. Um, that's the easiest way to put it. But, but I'd say it's peaceful aliveness. It's the feeling of life force or life energy in your body. We can call it that, although that's getting further and further away from the truth. It's like the more we talk about it, the further away from the experience we get. Um, and so experience is really the only explanation. It's like they say in the Tao, the Tao that can be told is not the real Tao. The Tao that can be named is not the real Tao. The happiness that you can talk about is not quite it. It just points to it. But it's a feeling of peaceful aliveness. I'd describe it that way. I'm not sure how you describe it. 
I'd love to yes, hear. I describe it as the, the essence of who we are, basically. Like I usually think of little babies and when they are born. And that's the closest thing we have to what source is, God, the universe, whatever you want to acknowledge. So if babies are just pure and happy and just you see them and you light up, some part of you that is real lights up when they see a little child. And that is what happiness is. That oh, part really of you. Beautiful, my friend. That, that, is, that is impeccable. And I agree with you. It's um, like they say, mystics, and I would just call a mystic someone who's rediscovered the happiness within is a twice-born child. Because the first time when you're a child, you're blissful, but you're not quite aware that you're yes. blissful. Or I'd yes. say that you're bliss, but you're not aware that you're bliss. The second time as a mystic, you are aware that you're bliss, that you're blissful. And therefore, the bliss is so much deeper. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh my God, 100%. And yet so many people, like, as you said, we search for happiness outside of ourselves and we tend to confuse pleasure with happiness happiness. Now, I want you to talk about the distinction between the two, because we use the, the two words interchangeably, like, oh, this makes me so happy. This chocolate makes me happy. This guy makes me happy. What is the difference? Yeah. So, boy, you're just hitting on all the best points, Joy. I mean, you really are. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. You know, happiness is pleasant and pleasurable, but happiness is not pleasure, right? Mm. Pleasure is not happiness. And so the idea is that I think of We'll call it happiness of the body is pleasure. How about that? Right? So pleasure is happiness of the body. Um, and happiness is really just happiness and health of the spirit, I'd say. But to, to even say that there's degrees of happiness or health of the spirit is not quite right because spirit itself is perfect health. It's perfect happiness. So I would say that pleasure is um, dependent on what your body does and does not feel. And happiness is something that transcends all of that that is beyond all of that, beneath all of that, between, above, and below all of that. So happiness is ever-present, and pleasure kind of um, waxes and wanes. Oh, my God, so beautifully said. And how can we find happiness without trying too hard? Because most, like, like books out there are all about, like, hey, go find happiness. Like, here's a tool to find happiness. But if you are happiness, 
then why would you go out there and find it? And yet we like the practical tools and processes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, man. I mean, I mean this, George, you have done your work, my friend. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. I've never, I mean, I've been doing this work for 20 years and I don't get these questions. And these are the questions that I am fascinated with because I was obsessed with. Right. So I'm, I, I'm glad I'm, in, I'm loving these conversations. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, it's like anything else. I think uh, the Tao Te Ching is such a beautiful book, especially Stephen Mitchell's translation um, or reinterpretation. But, you know, the idea is kind of like, you know, when you know, you don't need practices and you don't need rituals and you don't need any of that. But when you don't know, then rituals and, you know, rules and guidelines can help. Um, and so, you know, sort of like that, I would say that, Again, we start often with activities that allow you to get a glimpse or a taste of the experience. And then before long, you realize that the peaceful aliveness you experience when you're washing the dishes that you didn't experience before, or washing the car, or just sitting and doing nothing, all of a sudden you discover, wait, that peaceful aliveness isn't in the activity, it's in me, mm. right? That more enlivened with this peaceful aliveness, but it's really coming from me or through me, uh, you know? And so I would say that, you know, you're right. We talk a lot about spiritual practices and they're great because they encourage you and they point you basically back in the direction of yourself. And I always joke and say, like, one of my favorite practices is practicing the presence, the presence of God, the presence of life, the presence of myself or yourself. And it's not a presence. I mean, it's not a practice. It's a, it's a non-practice. It's kind of like sitting. Like sitting, you think of it, oh, is sitting a practice? No, it's actually not the use of the legs. It's the non-use of your legs. And so happiness is like that the easiest way for me to put it is relaxing. So one thing that I try to do and learn to do is no matter what my body is doing, I try to remind myself when I need to that I'm not the doer, but that something is being done through me, often through meditation, which sometimes can be called a practice in the beginning, but meditation ultimately is what you are. It's not what you do. But meditation, it gives you this experience of this insight where you come to a place and you realize, oh, wait, I'm not breathing, I'm being breathed. Hmm. In the same way, we're not living, we're being lived. If you notice, all of the most life-critical activities go on better without our effort, without our trying, right? When we relax, the guy that broke the first uh, four-minute mile, the guy that ran it fastest um, ever at that time was a guy named Roger Bannister. And they asked him, hey, Roger, how did you run the four-minute mile, uh, the, four, um, the, the mile in, in, one, in four minutes? And he said, well, the secret to running fast is to relax. So they said, well, how can you relax? He said, I relax on the inside. I don't think, I don't effort on the inside. And I also try to relax my body on the outside. And that allows me to go so much faster. So happiness, if nothing else, is relaxing into the self, yourself, God within, while you do everything you do or need to do in the world. So in a way, softening our physicality to allow our spirituality to take over because we are these like mesh of like spiritual stuff and physical stuff, if you want to think about it. And the more we just let go of the resistance and we soften our physical stuff, then our spiritual side just lights up and we allow source to just breathe us and come through us. And then we experience this bliss that happiness is. That's beautiful. Really well put, George. That's exactly it. Um, I've heard Eckhart Tolle Totally say sometimes, um, he said, you know, we sometimes resist getting older. Yes. He said, but if you get older and the physical form begins to fade a little, suddenly yes. the divine spirit itself can shine through that transparency in a way it couldn't before. Uh, and therefore, beauty 
and a bliss that you never did before. I haven't so thought of that. So interesting. So in, from this perspective, is there a limit to happiness? Can we be happiest? Yeah. So I would say that, what a great question. I would say that there is no limit. Happiness by, very, by, its, very diff, by its very nature is limitless. It's infinite and eternal. So there is no limit. Um, and it's out of time and out of space. So sometimes we think that we need future or more future moments to be happy. And of course, that's always a trap that happiness can only be found and felt in the present, in the presence, in your own presence. And then there's a depth that even the longest life can't give you. And so there is no limits to happiness. I think every thought you think puts limits on happiness, even the best thought, even the most positive yes. is like, right. It's like a governor on a car. It sort of restricts the speed, restricts the length and depth of your happiness. And so ultimately when you're not thinking, and when you are just abiding as that thoughtless, wordless awareness itself, there's a depth to happiness that is endless and bottomless. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. And I want to shift it now into something more specific, which is romantic relationships. Something that just gets on my nerves. It's being <laughs> codependent couples. I'm watching, well, I finished watching this a new Netflix show, Love is Blind. And I don't know if you've watched it or like know what it's about. Do you? I've heard of it. I haven't okay. seen it. So it's basically 15 guys, 15 girls. They cannot see each other. They talk through a wall and they're supposed to get in love uh, from personality wise. And then they have to get engaged before they get to see each other. So I like the premise, but it ends up becoming codependent. Oh, you complete me. Oh, I can't live without you. Oh, like all these like trigger phrases that we hear in books and movies and TV series that program the way we think about relationships as like uh, being into these, uh, being these incomplete beings that need someone to complete us and fulfill us, which basically gives our happiness away to other people and gives them permission to control the way we feel. Like I can go on and on and on about this, but I want to <laughs> hear your perspective. Like what is codependency? How can we let it go? And how can we truly be happy within a relationship? Beautiful. We are in alignment there, George, my goodness. Um, it is the, it's one of the greatest, I think, um, it's very seductive part of the trap um, to think that you need somebody or something to complete you. I mean, the very, I think of holy as being whole and you are that at all times and all places, despite the ways in which your mind may try to convince you otherwise, you're always that. And so I think the key is sometimes just to turn these assumptions upside down. For instance, I used to walk in rooms and think, how can I get these people to love me or like me? That was kind of what was operating. It wasn't always so explicit, but that's what I felt. And then one day after you know, years of work, I said, you know, I'm going to start with a different assumption. I'm going to assume everyone already loves me and mm -hmm. that they just don't always know how to show me. You know, because when I got happy, that's how I felt and feel towards everyone. I genuinely do. And it's not because I'm a good person or I think I'm particularly moral, ethical. It's not that at all. It's I'm very selfish. I like being happy. And it, I like thinking that people love me. And I've noticed that they do. And that it's usually just in my head that they don't, that they don't. You know, I convince myself of that, or at least I used to. And so I think the assumption then to start with is that despite your mind convincing you that you do need or are dependent on anyone else to feel happiness, you're not. You're always completely 
and only dependent on life itself, which is what you are, um, not what you um, have. You don't have a life, you are life. And so when you let go of thinking, you suddenly experience your own wholeness, your own completeness, your own holiness. And in that holiness, of course, and in that wholeness, you're more attractive and more easily lovable by other people. And so sometimes I talk about what it means to be truly loveable or loveable. It means the ability to love. And in order to love, love is really just happiness. It's your happiness shared. You know, this idea that, happy, that, that love is pain or that love oh. is jealousy. It's just oh, ridiculous. Right? It's just, that's all ego. There is nothing. Love is happy or it's not love. Yes. You know, love yes. Free or it's not love. Oh my you know? God, 100%. Right? So, so if you're feeling anything other than happiness, you can know in that moment you're not feeling love. You're just in the ego. Mm. You're just lost in your own mind. And the mind is a very unhappy place to live and you will never find happiness or peace or love in your mind or other people. You always find it within yourself and then you can share that with other people. And, but I wouldn't call it love unless it's happy. Yes, I was just reminded of an Abraham Hicks quote um, when, uh, when you hear your parents say, like, like just scold the child and say, don't you know I love you? Like, that's not love. They're not yeah. feeling love in that moment. They're feeling angry. That is not love. But we hear it like, like everywhere and like it's so saturated in, in society, in books, in TV series. So we get indoctrinated by these ideas, by these perspectives, and then we get stuck. You nailed it, George. It's so beautiful for me to share because I love Abraham Hicks so much. And yes. you are, I have the same mind, same heart. Um, they also have this thing they say, which I love. They say, isn't it interesting when somebody calls you selfish, they're basically saying, you're selfish for not getting into my selfish needs and desires. <laughs> they said, so it's an impossible thing to extract yourself from or extricate yourself from. At the end of the day, we're all truly selfish. And that means being full of the self, being full of God or life and it's a perfectly healthy happy way to live and if you fully embrace that you stop outsourcing your peace and your happiness and your love to other people or other things and you finally take back your power and in taking back your power you're infinitely eternally happy peaceful and loving and then you can share that with other people oh my goodness amen i want to end on this high note thank you so much for sharing this liberating perspective with us now, tell us a little bit about your book, Happiness from the Inside Out. Where can people get it and where can people get in touch with you? Uh, absolutely. So you can find happiness from the inside out, the art and science of fulfillment. Everywhere great books are sold, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and your local retailers. You can find me um, anywhere on social media at Rob Mack, M-A-C-K official, and also at my website that needs very much updated at coachrobmack.com. Robert, thank you so much for sharing your tools with us. And it's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. You are such a blessing and a benediction, George. I appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.